Thanks for tuning in to Replatform Podcast, sponsored by Traps and Hypersonics. You're listening to myself, James Gerd, and my co-host, Paul Rogers. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, as always. And if it's your first episode, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we run this podcast for free. We hope you enjoy the content to help us keep it free and keep channeling out all these amazing guests. Please, uh, uh, please help us by giving us a like on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening. It helps boost visibility. And do share it with your friends. Like post it on social, re- retweet um, our episodes, etc. It'd be very much appreciated. So let me set up what we're talking about today, and I'll introduce you to our marvelous guest. So we are looking at um, another exciting uh, e-commerce platform today, Centra. We're talking to CEO and co-founder on go-to-market strategy, product roadmap, and where they're really headed. And there'll be a few of you who will know Centra and come across it. Others who might not have looked at him before. And it's a really interesting platform that's starting to make good headway outside of its core markets. In the UK, the demand's going up as well. So we're going to cover that go-to-market strategy, their views on areas like the mid-market and, and key e-commerce um, capabilities, and also dive into things like the roadmap and the pricing. So Martin, welcome. Um, welcome back. This is your second episode, isn't it? Thank you. So nice to be back here. So for those, yeah, of you, for those of them who don't know who you are, um, your background, you were a management consultant and then you became the co-founder and CEO at Centra. So can you tell people a bit more about uh, what, what led to Centra and what Centra is? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I met the other co-founders of Centra, they were running a web agency, essentially building websites for brands. And this was back in 2016. So and they had this idea that there needs to be a, a, a better way to build uh, websites for brands. They were working with a lot of fashion brands, uh, lifestyle brands, and so on. Uh, this was, you know, back at back at that time. It wasn't called direct consumer. It was called, um, you know, having a brand and um, having a website, the shop of a website for that brand. Uh, but they had this idea that there is not really any good, good e-commerce software that supports brands, and at least not in the way they wanted it to work. And at the time I was working as a strategy consultant, worked with a lot of retail companies and on sort of digital strategy, I found we partnered up and decided to create Centra. So Centra is a headless e-commerce platform for fashion and lifestyle brands with international ambitions. Um, we support both direct to consumer online selling as well as digital wholesale, meaning selling to retailers. And there is a uh, light distributed order management system built in, so you can do all sorts of online channel flows, like integrate your brick and mortar stores uh, for local fulfillment. Great. And um, I'll ask the first question. Um, so for those that don't know about Centra or new to Centra, um, what does your current go-to-market strategy look like? And how is your partner ecosystem in the UK maturing? Well, yeah, ex- excellent question. So. For, first of all, because Centra is a, it's a headless e-commerce platform, meaning there are no themes or templates or CMS or storefront or anything like that. I mean, what we do is like the back-end business logic behind the e-commerce store. So for us, that means we need to partner with some digital agencies who design and implement the unique um, user experiences, customer experiences for each brand. Um, including, you know, the look and feel, but also any custom business logic or services to be integrated. Um, so when you ask about the go-to-market strategy, the the key part of that for us is really to find great agencies to collaborate with. Uh, we're focusing on on mid mid-size and larger fashion and lifestyle brands with an international presence. So 
we're looking to partner up with agencies that are really passionate about serving those type of clients. Um, we have a few agency partners in the UK that I'm excited about already. One of them is called LimeSharp. You know them. Um, a really cool e-commerce agency that I think is both technically very strong and also really on top of the game when it comes to working with brands and transferring their brand identity into online design. They're currently uh, working on migrating Paul Smith um, and their online store to Centra. And um, other agencies we hope to do some great work with, just to mention a few, include Studio Rotate that you also know, based in London, Loyalty Co., which is based in Manchester, but we also work with agencies in other places in Europe and in other places or parts of the world. So we're happy to serve UK clients. Um, we, we don't really want to have too many agency partners. We prefer to work uh, like quite tightly with a few partners, make sure every client achieves great results. And um, overall, the, the go-to-market strategy for the UK now is to help a few brands launch some really great websites over the coming, let's say, 18 months. And then other brands would probably see those websites and ask our agency partners for support with their own websites. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I've always been quite impressed with your, of how you've like retained uh, a set of partners that are very front end and kind of design orientated. And I think that has um, led to your portfolio being so strong. Um, and also we'll have uh, so Ed from Lime Sharp and Hannah from Paul Smith are coming on the podcast as well over the next couple oh, of weeks. Oh, that's super nice. Yeah. So I think that'll be a really good episode. Um, yeah, that's a question. Um, so you position yourself as kind of headless and composable, um, as do a number of other kind of vendors on the market. Um, what do you think separates you from the likes of Commerce Tools or Commerce Layer in terms of kind of how you, um, yeah, uh, provide your solution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think this is also a very good question. And I, I think there are a lot of different tech terms flying around, you know, uh, headless composable microservices. Gartner has started using the term PPC package business capability, meaning if I understand it correctly, basically a bunch of microservices packed into one API. Um, I think because all of those different terms can mean different things to different people, it can get pretty confusing. I, I personally prefer to say that Centra is API based meaning the idea is that all the data in center can be accessed using an API. And being API-based is, of course, the foundation of being composable, meaning that you can combine Centra with other services um, in the composition layer. Um, I'm not an expert in the other e-commerce platform you mentioned, but for sure, but I looked into their API docs, and for sure, one big difference when it comes to functionality is that we focus 100% on fashion and lifestyle brands. Uh, whereas the others you mentioned are more generically focused. And by the way, the other similar platforms, API-based e-commerce platforms, there's a lot of innovation going on. Um, so Central comes with a lot of the core functionality that fashion and lifestyle brands can use to drive sales and optimize their business. And it's sort of built in and it spans everything from product management to how we create bundles and upsell recommendations, pricing, or capabilities when it comes to wholesale e-commerce. Uh, for brands selling to retailers. So I think if I were to position Centra versus sort of the other headless platforms or API-based platforms, I would say if uh, if you're a fashion or lifestyle brand, you get shorter time to market and more revenue generated in the end. Um, and uh, there's a core and central course 
Um, and this part is very similar to all the other um, headless or API-based platforms. So there's a core in Centra, but you integrate it with other things like CMS payments, delivers email, uh, loyalty, and and so on. And, and so it's a best of breed type of solution, right? And then you can replace or choose not to use functionality in Centra that you don't like. So let's say you don't want to use the PIM that is in Centra, well, you can use another PIM. And I think it's like a way to supply really great core capabilities, really powerful e-commerce capabilities, but without creating lock-in. Um, and uh, when it comes to how an implementation project goes, I think you already touched upon the fact that for us, we want to partner with agencies that want to design really, really, you know, on-brand experience for fashion, lifestyle, luxury brands. Um, and that's also reflected into projects. I think an implementation project with Sandra is typically uh, smaller in size than you would think of your typical sort of API-based or microservices-based e-commerce project. And it's more focused on the design and user experience front-end part of things rather than the business logic part of things. I don't know if that makes sense. I think they... It's nice to uh, have certain verticals that you focus on, even though your product can be extended into other verticals, because I think sometimes people struggle to, because when platforms say, oh, we can do anything for anybody, it becomes harder for people to understand where the real strengths are. So it's quite interesting to see that, that, that it's grown out of those specific verticals, which leads me on to... I, I, I just would say that, yeah, I, I think like when you do software development, there's like a... You're absolutely right. And what I think there is, is there's like a correlation between flexibility and complexity and complexity drives high time to market, high risk, um, you know, high cost to maintain. And uh, what we try to do is we try to be very flexible where it really matters for fashion and lifestyle brands, but we actually are less flexible probably than a completely generic solution when it comes to other areas where, you know, we think it really doesn't matter for a fashion and lifestyle brand. And that's a way to keep complexity down and that's a way to deliver faster time to market and lower risk IT projects than you might typically associate with like big headless builds. Yeah, I've, I've had this conversation recently with a few people and with ultimate flexibility comes ultimate responsibility. And you're right, the, mm -hmm. I understand if you can do absolutely anything, then it's sometimes yeah. hard for business people to conceptualize where the hell do you start? It's yeah, and it, exactly. Exactly. When it becomes infinitely flexible, it also becomes infinitely complex. Yes, and often often a lot longer because people end up creating things that are more complex than they need to be just because they can do it. So, um, yeah. And yeah. the honest truth is like a lot of the business logic you need as a brand is fairly standard. You know, all the brands when, that sell, you know, lifestyle products have international ambitions. You know, there are a set of standard features all of them need. And... and they are pretty standard. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, in most of the RFPs I work in, you'd normally say to people, like, 80% of this is not going to influence who, who you select. Exactly. It's just functional. Okay, the 20%, the real big things, which are your like, key USPs or the points of difference is where you focus. But, but who do you... Um, so interesting, Ed, that point you said about the kind of partner network that you're focusing on and not just having everybody is interesting. How... On a technology competitor point of view, who do you see as your key competitors in the in like the UK? Like who do you who do you usually come up against when people are trying to compare you? 
Okay, it's, it's like really difficult to pick one. Um, there are lots of good e-commerce platforms for different situations. And I think, of course, you know, if you're a fashion or lifestyle brands that want to sell internationally in multiple channels, both direct to consumer, maybe also wholesale, then I think, I mean, of course, I'm biased. I realize that, but quite honestly, objectively speaking, uh, there is nothing that comes close to Centra. Um, but the market for e-commerce software is really big and there's a lot of innovation going going on, like a lot of new players coming up with new types of solutions, a lot of legacy solutions that are still around. Um, unfortunately, our clients, you know, often when we pitch them, they don't tell us who we are pitching against. So they want to they keep the cards close. Uh, but I think we have pitched probably against 25 different platforms, including the ones you mentioned. Okay. So yeah, really. Okay. Fair enough. It's interesting because some some people end up saying, "Oh, we only ever pitched. We're only up against Shopify and everything." And so for you, it's a bit varied. So let's um let's talk about some of it's the- a bit varied, and it it's because our clients are like we we both have mid size and larger clients, and some of them, and we both, and we also have like sort of born digital direct to consumer brands that are growing out of the the first solution they ever launched a web shop on, as well as like larger companies that are you know, on some enterprise software and they want to become more agile. If if I had to pick the most common situations, I think it would be um, clients that are on something like Adobe and they want to move to something that is more SaaS and API based. And uh, they are evaluating, you know, Centra versus Cars Tools or Shopify Plus. Another common situation is brands growing outdoor Shopify or WooCommerce or something like that, considering usually commerce tools or Salesforce. Um, yeah, I think those are the most common solutions. We also have the wholesale B2B functionality in Centra, and then we sometimes pitch against pure play B2B solutions like uh, B2B order portal type of solutions. Attract, your complete product discovery growth engine. Create relevant shopping experiences that convert into sales and grow online revenue with personalized search, merchandising, and recommendation solutions powered by AI. Find out more at attract.com. Okay, interesting. Um, let's get into some of the functional areas. Um, so I know yeah, Centra posts a lot of information on LinkedIn. I always enjoy the updates. You, one of your French partners, Ultra, shared a case study recently about increasing paid performance. And the, the premise was simply by replatforming to Centra without and make any other fundamental changes to the user journey that gave them speed improvements from the from the legacy stack. I'd love to hear hear like you know what what could you add to that to to explain about you know, what the platform specifically did, what the benefits are, how it's able to achieve like you know faster server times, faster front end times. Uh, yeah, cool. I think so. First of all, I think uh, Ultra, which is a very nice agency based out of France. Uh, doing a lot of nice brand websites. Uh, I think, to be honest, they are they are giving us more credit than we deserve. Um, of course, Centra has one part in making you know a really fast site, uh, but I think when it comes to building headless, and this is true for Centra and it's true for any headless build, like the quality of the front end engineering work is really what matters. Um, to achieve really fantastic site speed. The thing is that front-end technology is evolving so rapidly. And when you go uh, fully helpless, 
meaning not tied to any specific framework you need to use or anything like that. It enables the front-end engineers to leverage all modern tools and technologies to the maximum possible extent. And that's just because we are agnostic about the presentation layer. And that's a technology strategy that we decided on very early on. We just realized that front-end tech is evolving so rapidly. And so there's always going to be a better option available and there are no new solutions coming out all the time. But, but with that being said, Sandra is built to scale and deliver data quickly. Um, we have a global focus, of course. So we think a lot about, you know, how can we create a website that is fast, you know, not only on one continent, but globally. Uh, we also have a lot of clients that do, you know, props with limited editions, influencer marketing and so on campaigns. Um, so it's very important for us that the underlying platform scales really well and continues to perform very well those under load. Um, we, we could look to focus on having fast websites. It's, it's not everything, but we, we never want to be the reason the website can't be really, really fast. That makes sense. Um, you recently posted on LinkedIn about endless aisle for Eaton shirts. Um, can you just talk us through your offering and how Centra is a part of this and then also the impact it had for Eaton? Yeah, cool. So uh, great you saw that. Um, so uh, first of all, just the the product part of it. So there are two parts of it. First of all, Centra is headless, meaning you can have any type of front end. For example, a an in-store device can be front end on the Centra website. It's also uh, headless, API base, you can integrate whatever you like. And it has, a, you could call it nowadays probably a distributed or management functionality and it means Centra can handle any number of warehouse locations and there is a rule engine that can sort of figure out which warehouse should take care of what order and what shipment. So that's like the product foundation. And then what Eaton did this, they realized they, so look, Eaton is a shirt brand. They do like men's uh, shirts primarily. And they have a lot of variants. So like a shirt can come in a whole range of different sizes, of course, but it also can come in different body fits. Um, it can have different colors. It can have different cuffs. And of course, like diff can come in different fabrics and colors. So I think they have over a hundred thousand variants for sale. And so naturally they can't keep everything in stock in all the stores. So what they did is they built the front end for Sandra. That's it's essentially a huge iPad that they put in all of their stores. And then they use that to enable endless aisles. So all the variants are always available. So maybe, you know, you can try something on and it's not available in the color you like or with the, with the cuffs you like or whatever. And then you can just order it. And on top of that, they also offer made to measure. What that means is like you can order a shirt that is even more customized. It's not only a standard style, but it's like customized. So like my right arm is half an inch longer than my left arm. So they can make me a shirt with a slightly longer uh, sleeve on the right side. And um, it supports, of course, their in-store experience. As the sales reps there in the stores can showcase the full assortment, which drives both, uh, both order value and conversion up. And it's also a great customer experience as they can, they can get more help, more choice, and more convenience, and uh, they can do both home delivery or, or uh, pickup in store type of delivery. And, um, I think, um, it's also a, a big sustainability angle to this and a, uh, 
um, and also capital angle, like uh, the stores need to hold less inventory, right? Then you can activate the inventory in multiple channels, which is very usable, both from a sustainability and uh, capital efficiency standpoint. Um, I don't actually have any sales numbers. I don't know what the results they've seen, but, uh, but um, for sure, it's a very good experience and it's a good example of what it really means when you have open APIs and you can connect anything. That makes sense. Um, so the next question, so I guess I've been playing around with Centra a bit recently uh, from working on it with a client and I've been really impressed with, I guess, most of the platform, particularly international and then also catalog. Um, and I guess just from your perspective, can you talk us through your kind of native PIM offering specifically for fashion um, and how that might uh, maybe provide slightly more kind of specialist um, features than some of the other platforms? Uh, absolutely. So first of all, when people say PIM, I think they mean slightly different things. Centra is certainly not a fully loaded PIM. It's like, an, we call it an econ PIM, meaning it can be used to enrich product data for the online channel. It cannot be used to manage a purchasing process. It cannot be used to generate a print catalog or anything like that. So it's really for enriching the product information that is being displayed online. And we think that's very important. So that's like a, if you talk about the central platform versus other platforms, we made the decision that we're going to have a PIM in Centra. And uh, that's because we think really e-commerce, like um, displaying product data in a way so that people want to buy the products is so like so core to e-commerce. So we just thought that that's a component we should have. Uh, built in again, as I mentioned, it's possible to select not to use it, but we think it's really core, core and it's really powerful when you use it. So then, then to your question, so what really is, it's a, it's a PIM system, product information management system structured to support organizing fashion and lifestyle products. Um, so let's sell, let's say you sell maybe women's underwear. Um, well, a bra can come in a ton of different sizes and cup sizes. So if you sell a bra in 10 colors, you can easily have 500 variants to manage. That's really easy in Centra. Uh, you can enrich product data, manage product data without creating duplicate work to manage all of these variants. And furthermore, all of these sizes, they are called different things on different markets. So size of bra size is not called the same in the UK and France and Italy and the US and so on. So Centra handles that localization of the sizes out of the box without you having to set up even more variants for the different markets or anything like that. And, and everything related to the product catalog and to the order management around the products uh, is integrating with that functionality too. So just let's do some example. Let's say you need a Google feed that is appropriately localized for a market with the local pricing and inventory and correct naming of the sizes. Yeah, that's out of the box. Let's say you are sending receipts to people in different, you know, geographies and they need to see the correct size of the receipt localized to their locale. Yeah, that's also to the box. Um, so that's like one part of it, just doing the variant management as easy and convenient as possible. Um, the other part is about e-commerce selling more. Um, so one perhaps hidden gem in Sandra, I think, is uh, uh, is the way it exposes all of the product data out to the front end and it enables brands to really set up any type of merchandising experience they want. 
Um, so this is something you construct in the CMS layer outside your center for like visual merchandising, really integrate with the content editing. You can also, of course, integrate those sorts of AIs or rule-based engines or so on for doing merchandising in any type of combinations. See, this is a big driver of the uh, AOV and conversion. And um, then there are a lot of like, just, just good uh, features for selling more uh, that are specific to the products we sell. So let's say you're, let's say you're a brand and maybe you sell uh, menswear. So you sell suits that consist of trousers and blazers, uh, but you can also buy the trousers and blazers separately. Uh, but if you buy the suit, then you get a better price. And then there is also possible to buy a three-piece suit, meaning you add the vest, but the vest is optional. You can also buy it as a two-part suit. And you can either buy a set suit consisting of a, a blazer and a pair of trousers in the same fabric and the same color. Um, or you can do mix and match, meaning you have different colors or different fabrics, but then the price is different. And then, of course, the trousers and the blazers use different size charts, and you're able to, uh, you are able to pick the right size, both for the trousers and the blazer. And, of course, these size charts are called different things in different countries. Like, this is an example of something that is just out of the box in Sandra, because offering a two-part bundle, um, which should allow mix and match, that's, that's just a standard use case that most brands are interested in. So we have a lot of this PIM functionality related to the e-commerce part, related to driving AOV, driving CR, and it's just out of the box without requiring any custom development on the backend side. And yeah, it's just part of the tooling. For, for us, the PIM is just part of the tooling to drive conversion rate and AOV. Hypersonics helps e-commerce companies make more profit every day. This AI-driven platform delivers recommendations for pricing and inventory that lead to bigger profits. Visit hypersonics.ai forward slash podcast to get a free trial. Uh, Paul talked about international a bit earlier. I'd love to get into specific um, capability with that, which is around international duties and taxes, which uh, can be quite challenging, <laughs> depending on where you're selling and depending on which country you happen to be misfortunate enough to live in and the crazy decisions that get made that impact that. Um, but I think a lot of people are used to outsourcing this to like a globally or they'll use a third party like Avalara to do all the, the tax. Yeah. And so can you talk us through what, what Centra's got you know, out of the box that you're able to provide and where, you know, what are there specific locales where people would need to use a third party like an Avalara? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. What, what Centra has and, and doesn't have is the following. So Centra has a global tax engine built in, um, but it's also possible to integrate your, another tax engine. You know, maybe your finance department already works with some tax engine and you want to use it. That's totally possible to integrate. So you can, for example, you can use Centra together with Avalar and that works perfectly. Um, it's Centra has a tax engine that's able to calculate all types of taxes we ever came across, at least. I don't want to promise I can do all taxes, but uh, all, all the ones we came across, including, of course, or towards of the European Union VAT, um, US rooftop tax, um, Canada sales tax, it's a tax breakdown on the receipts and so on. Now, um, Centra doesn't do any type of tax reporting so uh, or tax filing. So this is not in Centra. You would need to have another software for that, whether that's something that comes with your ERP or finance solution, or, you know, for example, Avalara that you mentioned offers both 
tax calculations and tax filing and one software. Um, when it comes to duties and shipping, we are super big fans of shipping DDP delivery, uh, delivery and duties paid. Uh, meaning I buy online, I see a price in the checkout. That's what I pay. Um, packages don't get stuck in customs or anything like that. We have tested different solutions together with our clients who have found, um, shipping DDP is like the, by far the best option for conversion rate and for customer experience. So we're big fans of that. So what we have for that is a pricing engine that shows the prices the customer will pay already on the product page. So what we do is you enter the site with you, IP you, we figure out you are wherever you are, you are in the UK. If I, if the brand we are serving doesn't have a warehouse in the UK and we know you're going to be do this when we ship to the UK, that's factored into the price you see already on the product page. So you don't need to worry about that. This was option to not display it until you get to check out what we generally recommend to have on the product page. And where's the logic being being stored for this? And are you, is all the logic help within Central? Are you pulling it in from like carriers? Uh, we, we, we store it in Central, but there's really no rocket size uh, in this. It's just about including the duties, tariffs and import taxes that will be charged or read in the price so that no nasty surprises or shipments getting stuck in customs or anything like that. And then when you ship DDP, uh, of course you will have different terms for different countries, right? Uh, maybe you offer free, re free charge returns of some markets, uh, where you have logistics, uh, logistics for that. And, and, uh, maybe on other markets, you need to charge a hefty return fee to make sure you remain profitable. Uh, the actual prices come from the, uh, the actual tariffs come from the global carriers. Like, uh, we find the global care. If you want to do like a long, so that this becomes a very long answer, but, um, if you, uh, if you want to you know, go global. There are a few different strategies you can take. One is like a long tail strategy, right? Just, we want to just open up the stores. So the store is viable wherever we have, um, you know, fans basically. Um, and all the global carriers and all the three PLs, four PLs can support them like paperless trade. So you can set up, so you can ship FedEx, DHL, UPS, whatever, uh, globally with paperless trade. And, uh, yeah, then, then what happens under the hood is the product data about like country of origin, harm codes and so on is built out of Sentra into the, um, logistics documents that are generated, um, and sent over to the carrier, the carrier makes sure to pay all the duties and tariffs and so on. And you get the invoice for that as a brand and as a customer, you know, you, you get the, your delivery as soon as possible. So that's, that's how it works. Great. And um, moving on to the kind of typical tech stack um, that you would see from your merchants um, and kind of how that works. Um, I know you work a lot with solutions like Storyblock and Algolia and Ingrid and Voyado and things like that. Um, is that something that you would typically recommend or your SI would recommend? Or is it a case of, you know, you've got your kind of integration stack and people don't typically deviate too much away from that? But how does, how does that typically work? So yeah, usually, uh, there's some, those integration partners, they come in a couple of different categories. So first of all, our approach is of course that we want to have open APIs. You can integrate anything, anything should be possible. Um, when it comes to the recommendations, usually come from, we call them agency partners, but the SIs, right? So they would say, Hey, we, we really recommend this CMS or, or, you know, recommend, uh, uh this tool for search or whatever it might be. 
Så det är väl att de inte av saying that and recommendations. We also have some some partners we are happy to recommend, but we're not married to anyone. Um, we are saying, you know, Storyblock is a great CMS. You mentioned that, for example. Um, we have a great uh, CRM. So Clavio is great for email marketing and so on. That makes sense. Um, and the next question. So I think one of the biggest things that's unique about Centra is the wholesale offering and how geared towards fashion it is. And I've always been impressed with even the UI on the front end. Um, which is quite fashion orientated. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk us through how you plan on kind of improving this over time, um, and how big a focus this side of the product is for 2023? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, wholesale and B two B is one of our pillars, core pillars. So using the wholesale module in Centra, it's a separate module. It's completely optional. We have. Uh, several pure play D2C brands that simply don't want to sell wholesale. And then, then of course, you don't have to activate that module. Uh, but for brands that want to sell wholesale, what we believe it should be essentially run just as direct consumer. And more importantly, from the same setup, using the same product info, images, sizes, um, you know, integrations with warehouses and so on. And we believe a lot of value is great that you keep it together in one platform. Now, uh, wholesale, you know, for for the um, listeners that don't that that don't know so much about um, how wholesale works, it's essentially it's like super undigitized. It's like really a lot of manual work, and people are emailing um, you know Excel sheets with orders, and you know there are even orders being placed on paper. It's like surprising manual, and it's highly inefficient. And wholesale buyers today are essentially, you know, they are millennials or Gen Z or whatever you call them. They don't want to place any orders by email or, you know, they don't know what a fax machine is. They don't want to call someone to check what's in stock. They expect digital wholesale accessible from any device. And essentially that's what we help brands deliver. So, so what we do is wholesale e-commerce and for brands that want to serve their B2B buyers. And uh, when it comes to wholesale e-commerce, we support the full uh, fashion fashion business logic. And uh, that means, so for the, for the listeners who don't know how that works, it, and fashion is very often collection driven. So you release collections like two times per year or four times per year, or you can even do 12 times per year or 52 times per year. And um, what you do is you sell these um, and you sell these essentially wholesale before you have even produced them. That's called the pre-order. So you take on pre-orders uh, several months before uh, the products are actually delivered, and then you produce the products, and then you sell. You know, call it reorders, but essentially normal orders um, in wholesale. And we implement the business logic for all of that, the fashion wholesale flow. Um, and uh, what we offer from Centra is that business logic. Um, and then we also offer, as you mentioned, the front end as a service that we call Centra Showroom. And that's a pre-built template store for wholesale only. So the idea is if you already have a D2C store in Centra, then you can launch wholesale super quickly. You just upload the accounts you're selling to, their pricing and discounts, uh, the product assortments they can buy. Typically, you segment that in wholesale. So not everyone can buy everything. 
you upload your payment terms, shipping terms, uh, and, and then you invite them to buy. And then you have a whole city commerce store. And apart from that, what we do is we also incorporate a lot of the dark consumer thinking into the whole thing. So um, everything that has to do with digital marketing, campaigning, uh, ability for buyers to buy on any device and so on that we bring to the wholesale part of the business. So we, all right, our vision is to help really innovate the, and, and the rethink how the fashion wholesale business should work in the digital world. And, uh, there are also a lot of like wholesale specific functionalities, like uh, something called line sheets, which is essentially PDF with, with products. There's something called delivery windows, which is like a way to plan when you get your deliveries. Uh, there's something called two-way ordering, which means that multiple people can edit the same shopping cart at the same time. So you can think like a sales rep and a buyer working together on an order or, or, you know, a, a buyer and, and a purchasing manager working on an order together. Um, so that's in short, and we're continuing to evolve this part. We see, we see a lot of interest over for wholesale, both, both among our sort of, uh, which is more, more traditional brands, brands that have been around for a longer time and how, who have always had a wholesale part of their business. They want to digitize it. Uh, we see among the, and we have helped many direct to consumer brands launch a, a wholesale channel. And for them, it's, it's just, they want to do, you know, they don't want to they don't want to set up some manual processes. They, they, they expect to have it digitized so that we, and they need their case. We, we help them out get going with wholesale e-commerce. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you've got the, the, the showroom. So that front ends, because I think a lot of time people just have just historically launched a, a wholesale channel, which is not very beautiful. Um, and it's just literally a set of functionality on a page. When the modern big yeah. buyer has more sophistication in what they're expecting and what they're used to doing, and if you don't have the user journeys right, then the functionality yeah. is not going to get used. No, absolutely, absolutely, and, and especially the larger accounts. You know, if 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 you know the whole point is the online experience needs to be better than calling your sales rep. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it isn't, they will call the sales rep, and they will have to type it in the order into some ERP system or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So let's let's get on to the exciting commercial question. Everyone will be thinking about it. Those who, who haven't looked at Centra and how it compares, we've talked about lots of different capabilities, functionality. How does the how does the commercial pricing model work? Um, and how does it compare to other people's charging mechanisms? But can you talk people a bit through about the licensing and and costs? Yeah. Absolutely. So, so first of all, we don't, with Centre, we don't target like startup companies or anything like that. So, so we don't have any like a free tier or, you know, super cheap tier or anything like that. So no, our customers have like a, you know, they have a, a representative at Centre that, that can help them out and, and so on. So, um, and then how we basically price is we try to do very fair pricing. So there are no hidden fees. But like there are, there are no feeds per, you know, domain or per market or country or currency or per user or a product or uh, anything like that. And essentially the pricing model is tiered based on order volume. So you select which modules you want to use. Do you want to have the direct to consumer or the wholesale module or both modules? And then, um, we have different tiers based on different order volumes. And essentially what it means is, uh, if, if you're a larger brand, you 
pay more than if you're a smaller brand. So that's essentially how it works. There are no percentages on sales or anything like that. So, um, and we think scaling the pricing based on order volume is the most fair uh, way to do it. Um, because, uh, yeah, we think it's the most fair way to do it. And the only things we have in addition is if, if uh, any brand would like uh, a lot of support from us, like uh, uh, indicated hours with like a solution architect or something like that, then we sure check stuff like that. So that's yeah, mate. Yeah, understood. And um, um, where are you headed? So this would be great from a, a product of the market strategy. Like what changes can, can we expect from Centra? This year and going forward, like which areas is it capability of focused on? Is it partnerships? Is it everything? Yeah. So we're adding new features to the software all the time. And I think when it comes to the consumer, uh, to, to the end user facing parts of it, I think the biggest update coming this summer is an update to our pricing system. So we have a discount engine in San Fran. We are adding a lot of new features there now. Um, and this has to do with how you sell as a brand that you sort of want to, you know, you might want to give people a good discount because it's the best way to increase conversion. Um, but, but, uh, you don't want to cheapen the look of the brand. So we already have a pretty powerful discounting engine, but we're making it even more powerful. Other than that, the big thing coming immediately after the summer is actually a new set of APIs. And what does that mean? Well, APIs are these uh, uh, technology that you use to integrate Central with other software. And we launched Central again in, in 2016. So it's been a few years and, uh, and it's time for us to release a complete overhaul of the API. So version two, if you like, and that's not something that the end users are going to be, um, seeing anything of, but it's something we launched to make the experience for our partners even better. We have been developing the APIs over several years, adding features, adding features, adding features, um, then, uh, after some time it's, it's time to rethink how things are done. I mean, Centra, we didn't invent the headless e-commerce Centra, but Centra is for sure one of the very first headless e-commerce softwares out there. And, uh, over, over the past five years, we have learned a lot and now we're releasing a new generation APIs, um, that incorporates all of that, one of those learnings. Um, I have a sub quest, a quick sub question, cause, uh, it's always alarming to hear the word or the number two or 2.0 or anything like that after uh, the Magento days. Um, yeah. Will that, um, will that kind of, um, will there be an upgrade for merchants there? And like, what does that upgrade path look like? Yeah. Uh, we have, we have a fantastic plan for, for how to make that happen. And I think one of the beauties with having it with, and we have, by the way, we have done like a, a new versions of the APIs before, so we know how to migrate that in a smooth, in a smooth way. Backwards compatibility is of course super important for us when, well, when we do these type of, of releases. So the, we believe the migration path is going to be very seamless for, for the end users. And what we're adding is a, essentially a lot better, um, user experience or developer experience for the partner developers, essentially. Excellent. Um, look, Martin, thanks for joining us today. Um, enjoyed hearing where, where you guys are up to and where you're heading. I think it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be exciting to see how the UK market grows as centre as well. So uh, all the best yeah. for this year and thanks for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, super nice speaking with you. Time flies.
It certainly does. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. We hope you enjoyed it. Keep your ears open for our next episode. We drop it every Tuesday. Do subscribe if you haven't already, and we'd love that rating on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Yeah, it helps us to keep producing all this content for you. Take care, everybody. For more information on this topic, head over to replatform.fm for our audio podcasts. To discuss a project, or if you'd like to chat about any of the topics covered in this episode in more detail, please reach out to myself, James Gerd, or my co-host, Paul Rogers, via LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and keep your ears peeled for the next episode.